Ahoy everybody! Thank you for tuning in to Airborne Entrepreneur! Thank you very much for tuning into my podcast. It's Alex again, and I'm here with Alex. Not myself, but <laughs> with Alex Waters. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How about you? I'm good. Yeah, good to have you here in, in Cottesloe. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I was just taking pictures on the way. <laughs> I was driving. I was <laughs> cool. like, I need to stop and see the beach. But yeah, it's nice to do this a little bit different way. Yeah. Because I usually do Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so different to record something face to face. Yeah. And uh, I also decided to start a little bit different. That means I'm not going to ask you, you know, that boring things like tell me about your life or work. But I was thinking more something like when I will meet you in a bar or restaurant and I will ask you what do you do, what do you will tell me or who you are. Ah, oh, uh, well, the first thing I normally say to that is, oh, you mean like what do I do as in for work? So yeah. I, I like to clarify that first because... Um, do you need to? Well, yeah, because I don't really <laughs> see that as my main um, thing of life. Like I'm not living to work. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And I actually don't work nearly as much as what most people think. Uh, I actually probably work maybe four to five hours a day at the moment. So That's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So if that, some days I don't. So I have my son yeah. one day a week. So, But what, what do I do for work? Um, I own uh, 50% in a real estate business in Karatha called Realmark Karatha. <clears throat> so that's a residential agency um, in Karatha and we um, sell and manage properties. My role in that business is as a director, um, you know, kind of making decisions at a director level. And I also handle special projects. So I deal with developments and um, uh, kind of bigger, bigger deals that, uh, so I'm working, f doing some work with a firm in Perth at the moment who have asked me to find them a project to invest in so they can make money on that. So I can't kind of go and find those deals for people. Um, so I do that. I also own a business called Workspace Co, which is an outsourcing company. We provide online remote staff from the Philippines to businesses around the world. Um, I have an investment group, um, just a business called Waters Group, which is um, uh, invested in some property development and and other things in that area. And um, I'm just about to launch my own um, uh, executive leadership coaching business. So Great. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of work done already. I know you probably started very in very early age, I guess. Uh, yeah, well, I'm 30 now. And uh, Realmark Karatha is coming up to be five years old. Wow. So That's been, great. Yeah. yeah. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> but Thank I know you, you change uh, basically from like, I know your business is successful and, and you kind of change and, and you want to work less and uh, and probably changing industry slowly. What was the purpose of that? What was the reason? Yeah. Um. So I started my real estate career in 2013 yep. and I was mostly attracted to that in Karatha just because of the money. So I wanted to work hard, make lots of money. I was 23 years old. I was attracted to, you know, sort of maybe buying some expensive watches and all that sort of stuff. So, so that's what... Classic. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what got me into real estate. And then um, I realized after starting my own business that actually it was pretty hard work owning a business. And um, in about 2016, 2017, two years into owning my business, I realized that I wasn't actually that passionate about real estate as a thing. And, but what was deeper than that was I actually wasn't happy with who I, who I was as a person. I wasn't happy inside. Um, 
And so that's kind of what caused a lot of my changes in my life. I started to, um, you know, look at uh, my own happiness as a priority because um, other up, up until that point in my 20s, I just prioritized making money over everything else. Yeah. I think that's coming with the age as well. I, I think there are different values probably. Yeah. Because when I was young, there was the first thing like, why are you going to work? We're working for money. Uh, yeah. We want more, more and more. But I guess um, I like when you said that you're looking for or you started to look for happiness or mm. just just that was your first thing that you really want to achieve to be happy. Uh, are you happy? Am I happy now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very happy. That's great. Uh, Although that is- um, I just want to add there, I don't, you know, I think whilst I started off um, when I talked about that transition, making happiness a priority yep. and my priority, now happiness I don't think is my goal. Peace, inner peace is my goal. Happiness is just an emotion that kind of comes in waves. That's Yeah, that's what, yeah. why I wanted to ask because I think um, I actually tried something with my mom yesterday because I always have conversation with her and trying to, kind of implement what I learn and I I ask her if she's happy and she's like yeah I'm happy when I have conversation with you and I started like I can make you happy even more and I said just just go back in the past and think about your happiest time like where, where you were at that time and I started to bring her there she was so happy because she was talking about the Thailand and I lived there and uh, how that was amazing time and and she realized that we can feel happy we can actually uh, it's like a borrow or take that happiness from even past we can we can have that feeling, but it's, mm. it's just exactly it's just emotion or feeling. Yeah, and we have it for we can have it for a moment. We can have it for the day. You know, you can really it's kind of like a borrowed feeling. Like you can take it from yeah. the past, and that's Definitely. why I'm I'm kind of would like to probably go deeper if you can, and uh, like how the journey started probably like like what was happiness that that time for you because you were missing something. You said you you were not happy who you become or who you are. Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, I was not. Uh, I think underneath it, I didn't love who I was as a person. I didn't love myself, and so um, I. What I had done is, in my early twenty or late teens, at some point I'd made a decision that, uh, when I was younger, we we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and my parents couldn't pay for a couple of things. And so I remember a point where I made a decision in my mind as a teenager and I said to myself, I'm never going to go without as an adult. I'm never going to go without. And my children, if I have children, are never going to go without. Like I'm always going to be able to make sure that I can provide and I've got lots of money. So that became my goal. And, uh, and, And as a consequence of that decision, what I did was I created a life for myself that wasn't truly about me and who I was, it was about getting money, right? So yeah. I reached a point and I finally have money, uh, but I realized I wasn't happy with who I was. And and the point that I realized that was actually six months into starting Real Mark Craft and my first business, we went through um, a really hard time with cash flow, which most businesses probably do. Yep. And I had, you know, $300,000 in debt. Um, which was due to the startup costs and all sorts of things. Um, and we had like little to no money coming in one month. Um, and so I was incredibly stressed. And I, I looked around and I realized, wow, right now I don't have money. Um, 
I was living on $25 a week for food. I was just budgeting so scrimply. Yeah. Like eating fried rice. That's what I was doing. Batching up fried rice and making it. Um, and so I, I look around and I, I, I was like, I don't have good relationships with my friends and family. I don't really have anyone I could feel like I can count on as like a good, you know, friend. Yeah. Um, and I just felt lonely. So that's what it was. You know, I just... I'd prioritized something external so much and I just lost lost touch with who I was and, and my connection to myself. And so that's what caused the transition. And from that point, I just had to slowly take one step at a time and yeah, try and figure out who I was as a person. That's <clears throat> so interesting because I, I probably can feel, I wouldn't say the pain, but when I moved to Australia, it was only five years ago mm. and... Uh, they were saying I had a really great career and, and I made a lot of money and I was I was so lost when I came here and I felt exactly I was I felt so lonely because I was a different person and I came here as a like what I'm going to do, like how I'm going to do that. And I didn't have friends around and all that loneliness I guess is usually pushing us to to look inside, I guess, a little bit more and find probably the qualities or I don't know even if it's uh, feelings or emotions that we really want to live mm. in life, probably the happy life. That's why I'm curious, like, yeah, I, I, you had really great journey. Like when you talk about it, you know, it's almost like a goosebump and because and, it's, it's hard and I can feel like you overcome so much. But I want to probably hear more about that, um, maybe that breakthrough when you really can think when all change and you actually maybe find the value in something else or you change your values or, or you started to be happier. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about that? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, as I said, it was just that point where I, I realized the thing that I'd idolized most and, <clears throat> and had created my identity around, you know, being successful as this business person. And when I felt like that was all stripped away from me, um, uh, you know, I think as a person, um, I've inherently always had a vision of, um, uh, being pulled towards something greater, uh, living a really amazing life and, and that kind yeah. of thing. And so I just knew in that moment that that wasn't it. I wasn't living a great life then, you know, yeah. in many ways I was, don't get me wrong. I was very <laughs> privileged, but for how I felt in that moment, it wasn't that. And so... You know, I started to take some time and assess um, what I needed to change in my life to to actually um, start to feel better in who I was as a person. And the first thing I did was fix my immediate problem, which was cash. So I worked really hard again, just head down, bum up into real estate yep. sales, brought cash in the door. And within two months, things were kind of back to normal. But then I started to say, well... You know, if I'm working 80 hours a week in this business and I'm not happy with who I am, what's the point? I love that. <laughs> like, actually, what's That's... the point? It doesn't make any sense. I'm so happy somebody else is actually thinking that way. Yeah. It's amazing because exactly, we, we work so much. Like, yeah. we work most of our life. Yeah. When you think about that, most of our week, only when you think about five days a week, work days, two days, weekend. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. If you're not happy. Exactly. Do do? Doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make so sense good. at all. It's other, otherwise, you're just surviving. Yes. You know, you're purely just surviving. And so, so I had that thought and I was, you know, 26. Um, and I'm really grateful that I had that kind of epiphany 
And so I made a decision. I said, you know what, I'm going to start planning for this. And in 2017, I'm going to, which was the next year, I'm going to start traveling more and I'm going to take a bit more time off work and, you know, enjoy my life a bit more. And so that's what I started doing. And I started looking for some personal development courses I could go to to improve myself and to think outside the box. Early 2017, I went to a um, neuro-linguistic programming practitioner training, which is NLP, which is, uh, if people don't know what that is, that's what Tony Robbins is trained in, basically. And I remember coming out of that and I decided to stop drinking alcohol after that training. I knew it was a big problem in my life. Like I was drinking um, a lot, you know, just, uh, I would say I was an alcoholic. Okay. I was functioning, but I was a high functioning yeah. alcoholic. You know, I, I would drink, uh, I would drink a bottle of wine a night or a couple of cocktails at dinner. I was just always out for dinner. So the, I was always drinking. The thing is for some people, it's still normal. When I'm, when I'm yeah. talking to people, it's still like, yeah, like I spoke with a few people and they felt really offended because I said, like, you have glass of two, two glasses of wine every day. I said, that's, that's alcoholism. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 that's just with dinner. I said, I don't know, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's so interesting. I, I think uh, it all depends on the individual. Yeah. Um, according to the um, Australian Medical Association definition, it's definitely alcoholism. Yeah. Um, but I suppose, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with alcohol for the record, as in if, it, if it's, you know, in measured quantities and people have yeah. a healthy relationship with it. I think it's got a lot to do with how you feel when you're yeah. putting it in. For me, I was getting trying to escape constantly yeah, that, yeah. that's what it was it wasn't just about enjoying a glass of red wine with dinner it was like yeah you know i'm gonna get home and, and crack it wasn't some social yeah yeah it exactly was i was by life. myself and yeah so um so that was one of the key turning points i started to uh, quit drinking and i ended up not drinking for i think 16 months in total um awesome. no alcohol and that enabled me to start making other changes in my life and yeah yeah that's awesome because yeah. i know i um that was my my first english teacher and he, he just told me because one day he just quit the alcohol but he was not really drinking a lot but he said i just decided to, to don't drink one year mm. and he was telling me like basically every time when we had uh, the lesson he was like it's just amazing it's so different like you don't have fog it just feels like yeah. when you're actually drinking even though you don't drink a lot or you are not alcoholic but you're drinking often that you kind of like keep yourself in that kind of fog. Like yeah. you can't really see clearly. And he was just telling me all these realizations, like like he can see everything different way. It's just everything makes sense. And yeah. you can actually kind of bring that logic back into your brain. And I guess that's so important for, for our brain to be actually fully functioning, especially when you can support it by nutrition and mm. you know, don't drinking. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely felt that, you know, I just de- definitely felt a really yeah. high level of clarity. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've just actually decided to do 30 days, no alcohol again now. Yeah, just, that's cool. It's just a good opportunity to, yeah. I think, to detox your body. I, I love it. I just yeah. finished 16 weeks and uh, yeah, I just had a glass of wine and <laughs> I was super drunk after one glass yeah. of wine because well. <laughs> that was after a long time. And always when you come out of that 30 or two months, 30 days, two, two months, three months of no al- alcohol, it's, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, that means you you stopped to drink. You said you got a training in NLP, and um, probably that training. Did you have any experience there? Because I I love NLP. People are really scared of that word, but I think it's it's amazing what you can achieve with the techno t- techniques or tools when you implement it, even in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't have any crazy experiences there. Um, I think, <clears throat> you know, I actually have a memory there where that they were we had to um 
anchor in anger into you know into a state and i remember i just was like i'm not an angry person i just couldn't actually feel anger yeah um i was that shut off from my emotions wow so um that's interesting yeah yeah that's that's really big i think is i i believe to yeah this is so actually this is so hard because i i just had yesterday because i'm i'm attending another course and i was listening one guy and he was there talking about uh sydney banks principles like mind consciousness and um and he was saying things like there's nothing to do and and there were things that make made me angry and i was thinking like just shut up and <laughs> just really listen you know from that active listening just to really listen what he tried to say <laughs> and i just couldn't get it but sometimes all these things you know when we have fears because he said that is you can get rid of or you can you can vanish the fear and worries and i said i don't want to vanish my fear and worries because i think that make us they they put the courage inside you know and you have that strength and you need the same thing like you need i don't know what is your opinion but you need kind of healthy ego people are saying like oh you should shut shut down your ego i don't Mm. think that's right i think that is helping (laughs) you to achieve more Sure. And yeah, I just maybe maybe what is your opinion about that? Um, maybe I don't know if you, if you are aware of the learnings of Sydney Banks or I never heard of Sydney Banks. Okay, no. cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but I I'm aware of um, and when you refer to ego, you're talking about like the spiritual ego. Yeah. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. What's my opinion on that? Uh, I think the pursuit of uh getting rid of the ego is in fact an act of the ego. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Yeah. I I probably can understand what you mean. Yeah. And and make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that. (laughs) Um, So for anyone listening who's not maybe, you know, spiritually minded or or hasn't, doesn't understand what I'm saying um, is uh, I think, you know, the commonly in spiritual talk is like the ego is um the part of us that's acting uh from a kind of like a place of human or or, um you know desire and things like that of of attachment whereas this the higher self is is the the part of us that doesn't have attachment and you know is just unconditional love effectively um and so uh this could be get a quite complex this conversation definitely um but i mean i think yeah to answer directly what you what you said i think um yeah i think it's good to be human yeah i agree let's let's start with unconditional love sure what that means what 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 is that in your translation right okay yeah well so i think um for me uh and my understanding of unconditional love is that that is the source of everything in the universe um like so <laughs> this is going to get really, really interesting <laughs> that's good <laughs> um so i mean I, I was listening to an interview with uh david ike the other day if you've heard of him no i didn't yep. he he raised the concept that uh actually uh humans are just a way of consciousness expressing itself so in, in actual fact we are actually um like kind of data being computed and expressed and and that's humans. So, I think unconditional love is the energy which is the source of everything. Um, I think when humans tap into their truest selves, all that exists is unconditional love. Okay. And I think all the other feelings um, are 
certainly authentic expressions, but when we get to the truth of everything, all that exists is unconditional love. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I must agree. Actually, that's the good point that we are kind of, we are programmed. And I guess that's when, when we go to the science a little bit, it's it's more our subconscious mind. It's, it's basically from all these uh, programs or beliefs or, or things that are happening, experience or filters, um, experience from childhood or school yeah it's kind of like we programming ourselves that means we are expression of that i believe that's that's a lot of stuff that is happening around us and we changing over the life because we experience more and more and we experience and meeting different people and we are influenced but by different people and yeah i must agree that's that's really great point and um yeah it's interesting because i'm just trying to understand because i know I, I, I agree we are energy. I, I believe we are kind of expression because I know when I was uh, feeling, I had really hard for years and I know when I felt really bad and I, I didn't like myself and I didn't like probably people as well. And I was attracting very sad people. Mm. And it's so interesting how that energy, what you actually are having or or giving, you actually also get back the same. Yeah. And I just, <coughs> that's, that's big for me because I, I saw the change and basically the yeah. change for me just happened maybe only seven months ago or eight months ago. It's, it's not actually big time and uh, not long time. But I think that um, everything we are seeing and perceiving is a projection of ourself. Yeah. And um, I mean, you know, I, I really truly believe that everything is energy. Well, we are all energy. That's actually a yeah. fact. Um, whatever you want to yeah. choose to believe, it's actually a fact that we're just all balls of energy flying <laughs> through space. <laughs> like like that. that's it. Yeah. Actually. And so, um, and so when you talk about, um, the energetic makeup of humans and, and attracting, uh, what you are like, well, of course that's going to happen because, um, just like everything else in, in the universe and how it all works is that like yeah. does attract like, yeah. um, so, yeah, I think the emotional state that you're holding and the things that you are, you know, the way that you're choosing to be inside, that's definitely what you're going to attract yeah. in terms of other people in your life. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm a beautiful. huge believer in it. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially after my personal experiences last few months. And yeah, I definitely like, what, because what you were saying, actually, that's that's also Sydney Banks, Banks concept. That means when you say that, like we are projecting things, that's just exactly what is behind that learnings or teachings and i guess it's a lot of people i think it's also bob proctor or he's doing some stuff around uh beliefs and mm -hmm. paradigms and uh, there's a lot of authors I, I don't know what is the source of that but i, I guess everybody's explaining that different way but it's yeah. it's exactly what i was talking about that's amazing and i'm, I'm just curious probably because i believe you mentioned that uh you didn't have anger or how it is with your anger now can you actually yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i've definitely explored all my emotions um and i feel uh you know i feel like it's important to actually um have that experience of all the different emotions as a yep. human being um and it's completely normal yeah, yeah it's completely completely normal so um but i would also say as well as being able to experience anger and sadness and all those kinds of emotions is the ability to um take time to respond to situations so whereas i might you mentioned about you know this person makes me feel angry and things like yep. that before um i don't actually believe anyone else can, can make, make us it. yeah feel anything 
It's our attachment to a situation or attachments to other things that make us, uh, w- that will bring up emotions within yeah. us. And so, you know, if I feel angry at a situation, uh, normally it's... now I take time to pause before I actually respond rather than react. Yeah. I might still feel that emotion and that might be completely normal to feel yeah. that, but there's healthy ways of expressing that. And for me with anger, that might be going for a run. It might be, you know, punching the sand, <laughs> punching a pillow, like scream under the water, screaming <laughs> under the water. Yeah. I've done that lots of times. Primal screaming. <laughs> that's new for me. My yeah. friend dealt with me and I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. It's <laughs> fun. Scream under the water. Cool. I said, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, I think it's incredibly healthy to, as human beings to actually let ourselves go to those places. Like, you know, people listening right now, when was the last time you actually let yourself go wild as in wild, yeah. like screaming, you Yeah. Know? like probably most, for most people a long, long time ago, yes. maybe when they're a child and it's really actually a normal th- way of expressing yeah. an emotion. It's a way of actually, um, instead of holding on to this energy, yeah. getting rid of it, like we letting are, it go. Yeah. it's. I think we are suppressing a lot of things and that's why I was screaming under the water. I really mm. like that. But I, I, I want to go back because when you said that um, we need to respond, not react, and that's what I absolutely agree because we, we should have feelings. Because some people translate all these, all, all those personal development now, like so many courses out there, so many books, and people think they, they shouldn't feel or they shouldn't feel, you know, angry or that's not right. And I guess that's the important thing. It's not even, like, it's not about not feeling angry or frustrated. It's more about how we express that. And it's that emotional intelligence, I, I guess, you know, how we respond or what we do with that. Yeah. Because that is sometimes something happen <clears throat> and makes us angry. But it's our translation, and that's what you said, that it's the thought that is coming in our mind and is saying us something that is maybe not truth. That means we basically just say something to ourselves, creating the stories, and we're creating even more probably anger or frustrations. Yeah. And, and after that, when we have this crazy story in our head, like, I don't know, somebody uh, steal something from us, somebody cheat on us, or whatever it is for anyone, you know, our business partner just, just did something wrong, we just translated into like a super big anger because of that story. Yeah. And I guess that's when we probably react or not, not really respond. And uh, I like that that you, you mentioned that it's kind of, you know, something normal and we, we should probably think about that, how we, at the end, how we react and how we behave. Yeah. Do you, do you agree that it's influencing our outcome? Basically, when, when you think about both, like you, you talk about un- unconditional love and when we're coming from love, and when we're coming from fear or frustrations, like, like, do you have any experience how that actually change your outcome or result? Oh, yeah, so many. Yeah, I mean, um, I think first of all, you know, the, the first thing here is like when you're acting out of fear, you are, well, these are all internal states as well as things yeah. ca- that can be emotionally expressed externally. Um, and so for me, the most important thing always is my internal state. So if something makes me frustrated or I'm angry at a situation, um, the first thing I think about is not how how can I change what's going on out here. It's how can I change how I feel about this situation? Yeah, that means inside. Yeah, yeah, and it's not about trying to like you know judge anger and say that's bad or anything like that. But it's it's like well that's that's not a peaceful state for me. So there's a reason why I'm getting angry, and you know an example would be. dealing with um 
uh, well, like I'm a, I'm a co-parent. I've got a son, right? So, um, you know, his mother is not always going to do things the way that I uh, would want myself to do them in her shoes. Yeah. And so certain things can make you frustrated. And, well, the reality is I just get to remind myself that I'm actually not in control of that and I need to let go of, of any attachment I have to maybe her doing something a certain way. Yeah. Um, and it's the same in your workplace or in relationships or in family dynamics, or yeah. business, whatever. It's it's always the, the first thing I always look at is, yeah. is how do I change my internal state? And then, you know, you get to approach the external situation from a much more peaceful and grounded place. And so... Um, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true that exactly we can't we can't change people that's the that's the major thing you know we, we can't change them we can only change ourselves or our perception and we always create the world through our eyes it's like everybody has different sunglasses yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. let's uh let's say that you change and and now you understand uh, going a little bit deeper into probably personal development as well leadership you mentioned and uh, NLP that you experienced, and you know that is there are a lot of tools, and maybe what um, what you will, I, I will probably ask you first. What, what is your relationship with money? What what money is to you? Sure, um, money is uh, just a great like thing that we get to use to create more more stuff with. For me, so yeah, um, it's. Yeah, I, I think my relationship with money is probably a very healthy one. Um, yeah. uh, it doesn't constrain me in any ways. Um, yeah. I'm really good at creating it and, and attracting it and making money. Um, and yeah, like that's, I'm not, yeah. No, that's great. No, yeah. that's, that's I, I think um, my perspective on money now and how I'm, what, I, what my plans are financially is to make as much money as I, as I desire yeah. as I can and um, invest into tangible assets with cash um, so that I build up yeah. a, a large portfolio of assets um, that are debt-free. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I think that what I hear that, that's great because a lot of clients that I'm working with, they have first thing, I would say, beliefs around money because you said, you know, you believe that you attract money. That's the first big belief because some people don't think that way. And I guess that is a there's a big thing when I when I'm talking to people, they're like, Oh yeah, money are not important. It's like no money are important. Like when you have already that relationship with money, they're not important. Yeah. Then well, you don't need them and you're probably not going to make them. And that's really big thing when you say, you know, you know, you attract money. Because I spoke with that actually I spoke spoke about that with my mom yesterday. I said, It's just so funny how my brother is the like he's the same. He's always chasing money and and always trying to make them and he, or he always expressed that it's so hard to make them and uh, he doesn't know how to and all that stuff and I said I'm working even less but I always said money always come to me when I need them like it's just right amount or you know like I'm always able to make them and uh, we are so different and we are really opposite with my brother but I love him and uh, it's just funny how really he wants more and more and more and he's just working so hard and yeah. when I see that Uh, that example like people just need to really change perception mm. or relationship and uh yeah just just really got that belief you know just replace the belief i guess with yeah. a positive one 
And um, when we talk about success, because I know probably money are not really success for you or to you, and it's just something that you're looking for. I guess it's probably a little bit deeper or, or different. I'm, I'm really curious what I- what is that or what is your maybe like a next step or yeah, probably yeah. Just well, deeper. I mean, my definition of success is um, for me to experience uh, experience life and have fun. Honestly, that's yeah. it. <laughs> so that. where money fits into that is I know that money can um, provide me with stability and yep. security and comfort and cool experiences. And I can, the more money I have, the more I can share with other people and provide more for more people, my friends, family, do good things with it, yeah. impact others. Um, but yeah, money certainly isn't a measure of success. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I feel actually really, really lucky that I'm an extremist and um, as you know, I'm 30 now, but throughout my whole life, I've always pushed myself right to the extreme, you know? So whether, when it was money, you know, um, I had, you know, I was making millions of dollars at like 23, 24, 25, up to 26, 27. And so just going through that process of getting to that point and even with all that still realizing that I wasn't happy. Um, I, I feel grateful for that experience because I think many people won't, will never get there and they, they still think that that that's the end goal. Yeah. The reality is the end goal is death. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like exactly. that's it. We're all going to die and all of us could die at any moment. Yeah. And so, you know, I shared actually um, recently on my podcast a quote that I heard Steve Jobs talk about his thing was he used to get up and look in the mirror every day and ask himself if, if, that if this was going to be his last day on earth, was he happy doing what he was doing? Like, was he, was he fulfilled and satisfied with the things he had on for that day? And if his answer was no, two days in a row, then he was going to change what he was doing. And I just, like time is the, is the only resource. Yeah. You know, we're not going to get it back. So, so yeah, do cool things, make lots of money for sure, <laughs> chase money as well. That's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it does rule the world for, on so many levels, but um, it's not, it's not everything, you know, I'd much yeah. rather be incredibly happy and just living a super chill life than have yeah all the money in the world that's yeah it's just that's such a big topic i think that's probably for another few hours because i know a lot of people and um i don't want to go sad but i had but i have my friend and he was he just had all money in the world honestly and he committed suicide and Mm. that's to me that was big huge eye opener because I just couldn't believe that because when I was younger, I was told that that probably when you have a lot of money, you're happy, you know, mm. like that's all what you need. And uh, I was, I'm coming from same family, like we we stay basically two kids with my mom, and she didn't have, she always had enough for us, but that was not enough. I saw her like she was she really struggle and she was counting, you know, every crown that was the time when we have crowns, <laughs> not euros. And it's just so hard to see these those people really chasing chasing only money and uh, basically they don't have like a like a tiny bit of happiness inside and that just really opened my my eyes and uh, I realized uh, probably there was a lot of reasons other reasons that I was on this journey as well just looking for more and that's why I'm questioning all the time like 
is this something that I really want to do? Because I can die tomorrow. I can die today. Is that enough? You know, is that message that I wanted to spread in the world is already there or like how to do it? And I'm really chase the time. I'm chasing the time now because <laughs> mm. I really want to spread the world uh, around the world. But it's quite hard when you don't have followers at the beginning. That means it's really, really hard work for me last four months. But but probably when I'm thinking, when you said that, I'm thinking that um, even if I die probably today, I'll be actually happy. <laughs> mm. And uh, it's, yeah, I probably... I'm not. I'm never regretting. I don't know if you have that theory around, you know, what you regret. But people say that we usually regret things that we we didn't do, not the things that we had done. That's uh, that. That's why I always say that just risk everything because it doesn't matter. Like sometimes, yeah, you hurt yourself, you hurt people, you fail, but it's better to do it mm. because when you will think about that, when you will dying, you'll probably just think about things like, oh, you know, I should have done like it. Yeah. I should try it. Yeah. And I guess that's the biggest regret. And I always try what I want for mm. me. That's like, that's the big thing. And, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Oh, I can talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. It's, and it's, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking right now, like, you know, yeah, it's just completely true. I'm not going to regret anything that I've done. Um, but I will definitely regret things that I haven't done or things that I haven't expressed to people and, and things yeah. like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't have a fear of death, um, as it sits, but I, I am afraid of dying young. So as in, I'm like, I'm afraid of going early and missing out on my life. Yeah. I don't believe that I'm going to die young, but I, it's yeah. probably healthy for me to have that fear because, um, I'm, Otherwise, I probably push myself um, too Hot. far with too many risks. Like yeah. I'm a bit of a risky person. Like yeah. a sky, you know, I'm a solo skydiver. I just had an electric skateboard accident a couple of weeks ago, like a really oh bad God. one, where I, I completely That's... like grazed half my body and was oh bleeding God. and stuff. But um, so it's kind of a healthy realization for me to have to keep me alive. <laughs> I think. That's so actually so good because uh, yeah I was I, I did so many things as well like I was doing crazy crazy stuff on snowboard and we always we, we never really have a track which is like yeah, let's yeah. try that you know let's try different hill or uh, nobody never been there let's go there and a few times I had really bad like I fall down I, I probably I almost felt like I'm I I will be dead probably like five times in my life already mm. that was the kite surfing accident that wow. was the big one and uh, snowboard that was like there's the rule you never you shouldn't turn before the the tree or before the the, the rocks and i was like oh, i can make it i can make it <laughs> and i just turned before the rock and i fall down on the rock with my bag and i just <laughs> i just stare like down and i was like well there's no one here <laughs> yeah everybody left because that was just really amazing snowboarding and everybody was already down it was such a big hill and I just, I laid down there. I was like, okay, this is the end. <laughs> and I was actually saying that like, this was actually worth it. Like, like the ride was amazing. And yeah, I said, it's right. okay. <laughs> but then things like you said, you know, it's like, we, we need to stop probably, especially you have sun, you know, like it's probably time to think about, I, I'm not saying about other people, but, but probably to be able to give him what you want and maybe teach him what you want. It's probably time to say like, yeah, don't, don't do silly risk <laughs> yeah but i still love it i can't imagine to i don't know life is boring when you don't risk or when you don't feel probably that excitement of something unknown or definitely 
Yeah, I can't imagine to don't do anything like that. Yeah, I miss that. I miss I miss snowboarding and I miss crazy things. Yeah. Well, I think I don't know. I just don't even know what to ask because this is like I'm going to the past and <laughs> just thinking yeah. about things. But let's uh, probably finish with um, something. Like I have two things probably. If you have any message that you feel like you want to say or you want to give people kind of gift uh, that will help them to wake up or move ahead or, or anything what you think people should hear right now, what it would be? Yeah. Um, you are capable of far more than you realize and everything is not as it seems. <laughs> and you only live once literally so just just do everything you possibly can you know be the person you are and and life isn't meant to be uh you know life is meant to be lived you know um be happy have fun that's it cool thank you very much i would normally finish here because the message was amazing and i think we should finish but i still have one question and i wanted to ask this is out of everything i don't think it's going to be deeper but i just i was thinking maybe it's connected with your risky and different and being different or maybe try something different but i want to ask why blue hair oh um (laughs) yeah for sure well i just felt like it (laughs) honestly that's it yeah there's no actually no reason besides that Cool. I just I, wanted to. Yeah, because I just noticed because I remember we met first time. You were blonde. Yeah, and I was like, "Blue? Is that just for a show, or is just is real?" Nah, it's real. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, real blue. Yeah, just having fun. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. I'm just, I'm just living my my ethos. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much for Thank our you. conversation. It's been a pleasure. Definitely love to continue, but yeah. I know the time is precious, and. Uh, yeah, I would love to have you probably again, maybe in about a year time and just, just talk good. a little bit more. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much Thanks. for having me. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. See you. Bye.